Hello and welcome to episode 24 of RangerPod, the podcast which bites into the morphing grid with tiny little flowers one episode at a time. I'm PDT, I'm kind of an expert in Power Rangers, and with me is Grax, who is an expert in... Uh, Big Bad Beetleborgs? Oh, hi there. Uh, you just caught me in the middle of me making this uh, fantastic piece for the parade. Do you want to take a look at it? No, no. Oh, I, that's but... that's 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 just a plastic bag with like some sticky tape on it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's art. It's all in the eye of the beholder. I don't like art, and neither does Rita. So oh. destroy it. No, I've spent five minutes on this. Grax, oh. destroy it. Okay, today we are looking at the episode Spitflower, which is episode 24 of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. This first aired on October 19th, 1993. It's written by Peggy Nichol and directed by David Blythe. Don't know why I thought I'd throw that in, just a little bit of extra information to pad our episode out. Thank you. Yeah, Grax... Do you want to summarise this one? I think I could summarise this one in just enough. To, mm, I'm not sure. There's quite a lot of things happening here. Oh, no, go on. Give me a time and, I'll, and we'll see how that turns out. Uh, I reckon I could do it in... 20 seconds. Three, three minutes. Three minutes, really? Three minutes, yeah. Okay, I'm going to hold you to that. Go. We join our heroes Kimberly and Tommy at the Juice and Jim Bar because they're working on a secret no, project together. The Juice and Jim Bar because they're working on a secret project together. Kimberly is making a float for the local big parade, which is a big flower piece filled with flowers to promote world peace. Bulk and Skull turn up to mock the two of them, but it turns out Bulk has hay fever, and the two bullies they walk away with Bulk sneezing in a is comedic fashion. Is it hay fever or is it allergies or a cold? Um, I think it's hay fever for sure. Anyway, Reach is watching. Plenty of things that cause sneezes, though. <laughs> yes, that's true. Rita watches Kimberly and Tommy from the moon and she sneers at the thought of flowers of well peace. And um, so she uses the opportunity to send putties at Kim and Tommy. And there's so many putties around. There's way many too many putties, putties for the did two. You, did you count them? There were 20 odd putties. There was too many of them to fight off. And, oh I no! Like oh seven, no! Eight, they're smashing honest. up Kimberly's flowery float. It's getting destroyed. Okay, shout, Grax. There's no need it's to been shout. destroyed. And the putties have all vanished just as the other four heroes turn up. And the damage has been done. Kimberly is so sad. Yeah, it was sad. literally just like as they, they came in and the putties just disappeared. It was those, yeah. Kimberly is so sad. She's sniffling and crying. Oh, Her heartbreaking. Model, it there's really no was. way. Th- I don't want to see Kimberly like that. There's no way they could rebuild the model. Uh, whilst on a high, Rita... I bet there is. Uh, Rita, Rita is saying she wants all Finster to make a new monster, which is called the Spitflower, a flower-based monster with the power who to d- Who decides flower. what it's called? Is it Rita or Finster? It, it was Finster at this point. Okay. So okay. with that being decided and the monster being created, what the heroes can do to Tim, uh, Kimberly to help her out. Tim. And Tommy's like... Were you going to say Tim? I was going to say Timberly. Timberly? Who's Timberly? I don't know. Anyway, so Tommy says he has an idea, but this means he has to go and do it alone and leave oh, and not yeah. be in for the rest of the episode. So the other heroes, they tidy up the mess when suddenly Rita sends her plot monster. <laughs> Rita sends her plot monster down to destroy the parade. Uh, it's going to turn all the flowers evil. And Bulk and Skull, they go through a bit where they're completely um, bit, uh, bitten with flowers, mon- uh, with teeth, including a fake vampire teeth. But oh, that's that is right. so tacky. I mean... Just it's I know. clearly plastic teeth. It was plastic teeth. What the hell teeth is going ultimate. on there? Like, well, budget cuts in America, but that doesn't matter because I it's more time. I don't think they even time. flew the Japanese flowers over. 
It's morphing time at 8 minutes and 30 seconds. So the five heroes come to town and they t- t- take on the plant monster, but it's Which way town? too way too strong with its tough armor, laser stalk eyes, and flowers that bite. At that point, Rita makes the spit flower grow. Explosions everywhere with multicolored smoke. Uh, it's it's everywhere. It's just like... Ugh! It's so amazing. Yeah. It's so bad. Really cool. We, really cool. This, this is the point where we cut to Tommy in his workshop working on his secret project. That's clearly, it's clearly Billy's lab, though, isn't it? It's it's fine. Oh, they 10 all probably, seconds. What? Oh, it's... Uh, uh, Green Ranger six, jumps in five, and jumps in four, and tries to save the three, day with his big green two, laser gun. One, sword. Thank you, Grax. Thank you, Grax. What? Well no! We well, haven't finished it yet. Well, well done, my friend. But uh, I haven't we, finished it. We haven't talked about the the, the the Dragon's Megazord thing coming out. No, you ran out of time, to fight dude. It. You ran out of time. But, but but they had to get called away, and it turns out that the I monster know, has I a know, really man, obvious weak you just, spot. You just can't tell us about that. Oh. You were too slow. I was too slow, and I didn't even get to the ending where um, Tommy saves the day and gets some major brownie points by helping to create a ginormous float. Uh, no, you didn't. But it didn't happen. No, because you were just too damn slow. I was too damn slow. Better luck next time. Oh. So, the Spitflower, Power Rangers, episode 24. And the- frankly, this is so much better than the previous episode. It is. It's Missy Spider oh. was awful. This is okay. Kim- yeah, Kimberly's won some kind of competition because there's a parade to promote world peace. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't quite understand that because... I'm sure that's going to do loads of good. Well, it, it makes people feel good, maybe, and the flowers are pretty. But the thing yeah. I can't quite figure out is I'm certain that at the end of the episode when um, they're like watching the parade for the TV, that's just Zoo Ranger footage, isn't it? No, no, that's parade stock footage. That's parade stock footage? Yeah, that's like genuine parade footage that they just bought in. No. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I didn't, I just, I, I, it was completely out of place. I know that they didn't film it, but I just assumed it was Zoo Ranger. No, there's no sign of a parade in the Zoo Ranger episode. Oh, wow. That's going to be interesting. The other thing is Kimberly and Tommy were working on a section of the float, like a, 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 a small model of it. Yep. Uh, which I presume they're going to take it to some other company to scale it up. I guess that was the idea. But no, I thought Kimberly was meant to be doing the float herself. That yeah. was why she had the whole juice bar. Yes, that's the thing I got. I had to rewatch the episode and I thought, okay, so she's made this little float, which is about the size of a table. Yeah. And then somehow at the end, Tommy manages to rebuild the whole thing to make it the size of a lorry. It's like, wait, hang on. How does that but she was making something small. How does it get so big? And it's like, okay, rewatch the footage. Hang on. So what you're saying is, how does something so small of Tommy's get so big because of Kimberly? That's exactly what I'm asking. I rest my case. <laughs> I rest. I mean, Tommy is all over Kimberly in this episode. Oh yeah, it's like it's so blatantly obvious they've got a little thing going on, or Tommy's trying a bit too hard. Well, does it? Maybe? Weird- weirdly, even though it was in the Green of Evil thing, it was Kimberly all the way. Yeah. Um, in this one, it seems like Kimberly's not that fussed, but Tommy's like, oh, I'm going to make her a parade. I'm going to make her a float and she's gonna, she is going to want to bone me. Yeah. Yeah. She's just like, oh, no, I'm really upset about my parade. Don't worry, Kimberly. I'll save the day. I'll get some major brownie points. Well, he's the only one of her friends who is any, of any help. I mean... <laughs> You're right. It's like, oh my god, Trini, you're such a cow. <laughs> Trini just goes, there'll be other parades. That's a, you don't say that. Get over it, babe. That's there'll so be more mean. parades. <laughs> oh dear. I will say, though, it was very cool 
to see a putty fight in the gym and juice bar. It was refreshing, I'll give you that. I mean, a completely different scene. And that just makes me think that that nowhere is safe on planet Earth. I would say anywhere that isn't Angel Grove is safe. Nowhere in Angel Grove is safe from the putty invasion. Yep, that's true. And I like that. I like the fact that finally you've got a fight happening in the gym and juice bar. It's like one of their main standing sets and finally something actually happens in it. It does happen previously with um, a Pudgy Pig episode, I think, whatever whatever the monster's Um, called, where where the pig actually comes in. I don't think there was a fight in there though, was there? No, but the point is there is a, a Rita monster, a Rita creation going in messing things up oh yeah don't deny that but this time we actually get a fight in there mm, yes which you know it's it's something a bit different and cool and again i i felt it a bit hard to swallow the fact that the two of them couldn't take on all these putties when we've seen tommy just kicking ass everywhere and he he could have easily taken them all out by but himself. they did take on those putties well, they didn't defeat them fast enough because that one putty with his big smashy hands was completely destroyed the floats Mm. Well, that was the whole point. They can, they can only battle so many individual putties at once. I suppose. You know, and yeah, then you get they disappear just as Jason and Zach and Billy come in, and yeah. Jason and Zach immediately like get to like we're going to fight these putties. Billy just kind of stands there. Mm-hmm. You know, Jason and Zach find themselves swinging at midair because they disappear as they're trying to hit them. Yeah, they're just thinking, "Oh boy, we've got a fight on our hands." <laughs> Billy's just at the back going. Uh, what? Well, no, he's probably being all apathetic. Going, oh, no, putties. I'm starting to wonder if Billy's on some kind of drugs. Mmm, yes. You know? He's not, not fully there, not quite fully realising yeah. what's happening. I mean, he sees the world in a very different way. And I, yeah, I don't know. With glasses. Yeah, with glasses. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I do like the biting flowers, though. I think they were more effective than I give him credit. I mean, the monster itself was very good. And it was a pretty... Eff- interesting effect and just think about it unlimited ammunition throughout the entire world yeah what i will say is it didn't look anything like a flower though what are you talking about it's got petals around the edge oh you're talking about the monster itself the monster yeah sorry well it's it looked like a cross between a crab and uh one of those bulbous plants where uh, flies go inside it and it, and the flies get dissolved in its stomach acids a venus fly trap you no, might say no not if I, not a Venus fly trap of the traditional sense, but I forget the names. But it's it's a specific f- uh, p- fly-eating plant. If you've got just... any idea what Grax is talking about, let us know. Tweet us at RangerPod. Yes, please do. <laughs> Maybe you guys can remember the name. But yeah. yeah, the monster was pretty cool. The monster was pretty tough. The monster had lasers and the monster was very, very effective. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like it when Bulk and Skull had the flowers on them. At first, I was like, yeah, this is kind of cool. And then you see them sort of start to pull them off and it's just clearly joke shop teeth. Yeah. And like, oh, I don't know why you bothered America, you know? Just cut that out. Just cut that scene out. It would have been fine. It added nothing. It added nothing and it just padded out about two minutes. Speaking of adding nothing, Tommy just like goes, guys, I have an idea, but I'm going to need to go away. Bye. I think that's a better excuse that the writers came up with than, oh, I've just got to go to karate class maybe because tommy has a mission he's going home to fix the float to impress impress kimberly he's not just disappearing for the sake of it he's got a mission and i like that i like that story development he's got the kind of mission that's very easily interrupted when you've when you've got a giant monster in in angel grove you've got to stop whatever you're doing you would think so wouldn't you (laughs) what no the thing is they've even got to the point where jason's like hey kimberly Hey, Kimberly, yeah, I know you're sulking over there, but Zorna just said there's a monster. 
Stop your moping and get over here! Yeah. So yeah, like I say, when a monster comes down, there's no time for anything but defeat the monster. And yet, they faff around so much in this episode. <laughs> um, okay, before yeah. we get to the full-on fighting, should we go to the Zoo Ranger? Yes, let's go on to the Zoo Ranger stuff. Okay, so here's what happened in Zoo Ranger. There's a little boy on a flower stool, and he gives May some flowers... And she receives the flowers and has flashbacks to being a princess and, like, surrounded by flowers. Um, oh. She's like, oh, brilliant. Then she, like, tries to walk off with the flowers and the boy's like, oh, no, you have to pay. But then he sees a girl that he likes and snatches them away from her and she's like, oh, preferential treatment, huh? It's like, yeah, well, she is his own age and you're, like, a cradle snatcher. Um, but it turns out that the boy is actually raising an ancient flower called the Rishuian or something. Okay. Because he received some seeds from an archaeologist. As you do, just decided mm-hmm. to plant them, grow an ancient flower. Who knows what kind of thing it might be. Well, he's a gardener. He's got green thumbs. Clearly. Yeah, exactly. And then Bandora summons Dora Guzzler, whose flowers have one... They get bitten by one bite of the flower. It fills them with a deadly venom, apparently. Ooh, that, that's good. That's a good yeah, plot. Yeah, I, I liked that bit. It doesn't follow through in what happens next. Because the guzzler attacks and May helps the little boy save the special flower. But then loads of people start getting bitten by the bitey flowers and they're not dead. They're very pale and clearly in agony, but they're not dead. Oh, it's a slow acting poison, maybe? I guess so, yeah. So anyway, the zoo rangers are kind of like on the ground going, oh my god, what? But then they hear a scream from like two blocks away. And they're like, oh, we've got to go and help that person. It's like everybody's around them in agony, but they've got to go and help the one person screaming. So they go up, and it's the little boy, so they have a fight with the spit flower. Mm-hmm. Again, much as in G-Ranger, and they're like, ah, our suits are dissolving. But again, there's no evidence of this. And suddenly, Barai shows up fighting, sort of saves them from an attack. With his green energy sword blast. Exactly, That looks yeah. great, that does. Yeah, that was quite cool. And then you cut to, then, like, immediate... Because, yeah, they have this fight, and then there's no explanation for them leaving the fight. Like, at least in Power Rangers, Zordon goes, hey, call them back. In this one, you just see them, like, falling down in the Megazord, and then that's the break. And then afterwards, like, May is unmorphed again, and they're just acting like nothing's happened. Wait, what? Yeah. That's, they don't even go, oh, we were, we were so drained of our powers or no, anything? No, nothing. Wow. Nothing at I all. I think they yeah. missed a bit there. Yeah, it felt like it. I had to wind it back. Anyway, so yeah, the children's hospital, the girl is burning up, like, the girl that the little boy fancied. Mm-hmm. And so he starts taking it out on the flowers. He starts burning the flowers. What? May's like, hey, it's not the flower's fault. She's going to destroy Dora Guzzler. Mm-hmm. So then the zoo rangers start hiding flowers. Because I don't know, but you see lots of shots of them running down the street with flower pots. And Gushi starts hitting the books. And he realises that Guzzler, before he was called Dora Guzzler, was a monster in May's kingdom. Oh. There was one flower that could destroy the monster. And guess what it was? I don't know. Was it... Uh... Rose? No. Oddly, it was the ancient flower that the little boy is growing. Oh, how convenient. But it turned, the princess at the time, she had to destroy it by kind of lying on the ground with the flower. And then when it when the monster bit into her heart... What? It also ate the flower. What? So she sacrificed herself to kill the monster. What? So the zoo rangers are like, ah, oh, May's going to sacrifice herself. Oh, no. What? And sure enough, we see May lying on the ground with the flower clutched to her chest. Oh, well, it's part of tradition. We've got to do it this way. Pretty much, yeah. But, but, when the monster's kind of hovering over her going, ah, it's a flower, I'm going to eat it. She lets out an arrow, like, straight through its mouth. And it's like, ah, ah. And then, yeah, so they have a big fight. And he's about to eat May. At one point, but then her Zord like just leaps in and gives it a blast, 
and gets it away, and that's when that she morphs and they use the howling cannon to defeat it. Mm. The end. I, mm, I don't know if I like that episode or not. There's like ups and downs, and the bit where he says, "Oh, we've got to eat the heart." That's probably the bit was like, "Wow." That's and that's why I like about the Zoo Ranger stuff because they just get really gruesome. Yeah, no, I enjoyed that. I think, yeah, I like it when Zoo Ranger gets a bit dark, and that was that was nice. Again, I wish they'd followed through on the promise of Deadly Flowers. Yeah, but they didn't. It's almost like they can't. They don't want to fully commit to the uh, darkness of it all. It's like they got a great premise, but then they don't want to commit to actually making them a deadly poison or eating the heart because of children's show i guess yeah well no that's that's exactly it it's still a children's show they may have slightly different sensibilities but it's still a children's show so well just remind me what's um dora's plan to begin with in, in zero engine stuff and would try and compare it to rita's plan uh... yeah <laughs> yeah because <laughs> <laughs> um, rita's plan it's, doesn't it's make usually kill all the kids and isn't it yeah Let's just assume it's that. Yeah, that's well, no, it, it is, because the flowers are deadly in this one, so she just plans to kill everyone. Yeah, fair enough. Going back to Rita's plan of, hmm, I I don't like Kimberly's float. Let's just go and destroy it. It doesn't make any sense to begin with. Why would you spend It all... makes sense in the context of the last 23 episodes, though. Yeah. Like, Rita is nothing if not petulant towards those teenagers. This is true. And after thinking about it further, it makes you realise this is the perfect easy win for Rita. Because it's really simple just to go in and smash up the, the float. Something that yeah. Kimberly's been working so much on. And to see Kimberly so sad, which is probably the best acting Amy Jo Johnson's done for the entire series. And ever will do, probably. And ever will do. In Power She's Rangers. not great. Yeah. But to see her so sad was probably like the best thing that's happened to Rita all day. Yeah, no, I agree there. Yeah, I think it, that was an easy one for Rita. I don't know what the rest of her plan was about. Hide a spider in a statue because... Because what, you can't just send the spider down? I don't know. No, that's true. I mean, and... But then the idea is like sending the flower monster to try and destroy the parade, which is an afterthought, really. Uh, I'm sure there's a good idea in there, but it's like, I don't know. I don't think there is. And then Zordon says, Peace on Earth will be dealt another blow. It won't. No, it I won't. I can promise you this will have no impact on the peace process. Absolutely <laughs> not. There'll still be wars in the world. People will still get angry. A one poxy little stock footage parade is not yeah. going to change the world. I mean, what's next? Sending teenagers to a peace conference? I don't think so. No, that would never that happen. Never, ever happen. I will say, I was surprised by the Zoo Ranger footage in that I assumed when I watched the Power Rangers one that there was something missing. Because... The fight, the ground fight with the monster is very short. Yes, yes, it's very short. She's very quick to make it grow, but that's how it is in the Zoo Ranger. Oh, really? There's nothing beforehand? Not even, like, any human fighting? Um, not really. I mean, as I say, there's a brief fight with May and the little boy and the guzzler. But, yeah, nothing major, from what I remember. I guess he wanted to speed things up so they can make more room for great Zoo Ranger storytelling. Yep, yeah, maybe. Yes. Great. Yeah. There are some good bits in there. I, I like, but the thing that I find interesting is I'm starting to like, I'm starting to like these episodes where the Megazord has trouble defeating the monster and they have to try and think of something different. Because for the previous episodes of Power Rangers, it's all like, yep, Megazords, 
jump up, do a quick cut, and that's it. End of episode. But now they're introducing higher stakes and problems, and that makes the episode more interesting. I hope they keep this up for the rest of the series. Yeah, I mean, what I will say, though, is that, again, there was no obvious reason for the Zordon to call them back at all. It was covered in flowers with teeth. It was being drained of all his energy. So are you. Are Are we... Oh, yeah, I guess I'm but Whoa, you know how that you... was sexy. Do that again. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Uh, so you know, we'll have several listeners who will have got off on that. I'm happy to be of service. I don't want to name them, but we speak to them on Twitter. We know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it just makes you think the power, the, the the Megazord is just as it's just as useless against it's Quinn and Uncle Eric, flowers. Is what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, yeah, sorry, what? Um, <laughs> no, I lost my train of thought as well. Uh, yeah, this is Megazord, useless. But then I don't understand why the, why the Howling Cannon is or the Power Blaster is then any better, because it's not like Zordon does anything to help them. That's not true. That's not true. Zordon does give them a big hint, because after the Megazord fight, Zordon and Alpha, they analyse their the defeat to see if there is a weakness and it turns out that the monster does have a weakness which i think is the gob the mouth of of the beast really okay i think i must have been hit by some of the moths then because i just didn't notice that ah, ah, the, the sleepy moths. yeah they were, they were pain but yeah zordon does actually help but then they jump and kimberly comes with a magic bow that was way too quick because as soon as they figured out what it is it's they drop down to earth Kimberly jumps, shoots the arrow, straight in the gob, instantly weakened, and then howling cannon. Too quick, too quick. Yeah, yeah, but you know what would have been even quicker? What would have been even quicker? If Zordon hadn't have gone, nah, Tommy, you stay behind. <laughs> I love that bit. <laughs> okay, let's go, Gal. Not you, Tommy. You stay down here. Not you, Tommy. We do not have footage for you. Oh, okay. And he did actually sulk. You see his head, his little head going down. Just, oh, what? Yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, there must have been a better way for them to create the plot line of Tommy asking for Alpha for help for finishing the flight. Yeah. But it was just so funny. Just, <laughs> don't... How... I mean, it's also, there was a fair enough excuse saying, look, if the five rangers fail, you're only a hope, Tommy, for saving the day. Yeah. But really, we all know what's going on. It's just... We just don't like you, yep. Tommy. Stay there. Also, Jason needs to learn his inside voice for when he's in the command centre. They teleport into the command centre as the rangers, and Jason yep. immediately goes, Man, that monster nearly had us! <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> inside voice is Jason. Yeah. You don't have to... Sh- well, maybe he can only shout when he's a red ranger. Maybe. Maybe his helmet's got little earplugs in or something and he just thinks he's being normal. Yeah. The, the Tyrannosaurus <laughs> is probably a very noisy creature. <laughs> just, yeah. I forgot about them just screaming out. But yeah, so it's with the help of Alpha 5 that Tommy manages to finish the float. So I guess that just explains it. It's like he uses alpha technology. Explains what exactly? How they managed to get it all done so quickly. But they had two minutes of comedy where Tommy's like trying to get um, alpha to get oh, the various tools. Alpha gets some glue stuck to him and Tommy goes, yeah. alpha, you're too much. Oh, yuck, yuck, oh. yuck, yuck, yuck. How is that incompetent bucket of bolts <laughs> able to create a, a dump truck size float? Um... I don't know, and don't talk about Tommy like that, I suppose. Uh. (laughs) Yes, he's incompetent, but he's not a bucket of bolts. Yeah, the final scene in the juice bar with 
Billy watching television with binoculars. That got me really angry. I mean, even if he was trying to be funny, it just didn't work. I mean, what does that even do? What it, That just means you're seeing, like, the pixels on the television. There is no point to having a pair of binoculars looking at the TV screen. No. And then he goes, why are you doing that? And Billy's like, ha, 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 ha. It's like, I'm actually there. No, it's not. Ha, ha, no, it's ha, ha. not. No, you're just being an idiot. It's like you've got your face stuck up against the glass of the TV screen. That's probably what Billy was doing originally. He probably had his face right up against the screen. And and Ernie was like, Billy, can you can you not do that? He's like, but it's like I'm there. And Ernie's like, just take these binoculars so we can all watch the parade. Yeah. Then Bulk and Skull come in, and I, I felt sorry for them because they clearly wanted to watch the parade. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, it looked like they just wanted a hug from Kimberly. Well, that too. Because, yeah. Look. I don't think they wanted to be anywhere near flowers after their traumatic experience with the flowers with a fake vampire teeth. Yeah, but despite what Billy may think, watching it on TV doesn't mean they're actually anywhere near the flowers. No. Even if no. they put their binoculars on. No. Yeah. But major brownie points for Tommy. Does this mean that Tommy is going to get some more and more action in future episodes? No. No? Not yet, anyway. I was going to say, he put in all that effort into this episode and he gets no instant reward except a hug? That's because he's not entitled to anything. That's not how relationships work. What? You can't just go, I built you a float, please f*** but me. You, what, you can't? No. I've, but I've been doing this for years. I've built so many floats. Did you did you not see my, my contraption at the beginning of this episode? I've, that's what I've been doing all these years. And <sighs> then it doesn't work? Join us next time when I introduce Grax to feminism. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so let, let's let's rate this episode. I'll, I'll generously let you go first. Like I said, this episode is much better than the previous episode. And I like this episode because there was some good storyline. There was good acting between Kimberly and Tommy. Well, better than previous episodes. <laughs> it was kind of interesting. There are bits that made me laugh unintentionally, especially the heartless cow that is Trini. And the fighting was pretty good. The monster was good and solid again. Although I think one thing I've noticed is I think they're starting to just forget about the monster's dialogue. It's like oh, this, this, this flower yeah. is going to go, arr, arr, yeah. and I think the monster, the itty bitty spider, is like grunting and growling. Is it like the writers have not bothered to write any interesting dialogue? Yep, no, I'd agree there. I think it's it's lacking yeah, something. I, it's something that stuck out. But regardless, the monster was really good. I, again, I got to see some interesting fighting with the Mega Sword and the the Mega Dragon Sword, the the Dragon Sword. The dragon's all in battle mode, but they called it the wrong thing again. Yeah, that one. And the fact that it lost, which is interesting. And overall, I think it was handled very well. It, and I think the drama with Kimberly and Tommy helped. So I'm going to give this four out of six coins. Well, okay. I can understand that. I was wavering between three out of six and four out of six. I think it's not as good as some of the recent stuff that we've given four out of six to. I mean, I know that was the Green of Evil saga; it's its own separate yes. thing, but it's not—it's not as good as the sort of the sort of second best chapters mm-hmm. of that. So I'm not going to give it four, but it does do some interesting stuff. As I say, Putty fighting the Juice Bar, good. The idea of seeing Bulk and Skull but getting attacked by the flowers, good. Kimberly getting to cry her pants off, uh, good. Yeah, I'm going to go with a three out of six. Mm-hmm. Yep, good, solid. And again, if you disagree with us, let us know at RangerPod on Twitter, at facebook.com slash RangerPod or therangerpod at gmail.com. Yeah. 
So, join us next time for a Halloween special! Oh, yeah! Yeah, it's Life's a Masquerade, in which Rita's Frankenstein monster crashes the Power Rangers Halloween costume party. Wait, Frankenstein's monster? Frankenstein monster makes a cameo? He's out of copyright, so they can happily use it. (laughs) Oh, wow, this is going to be dumb. Dumb as, and will Tommy do anything? No! (laughs) (laughs) All right, join us for that. In the meantime, I've been PDT. I've been Grax. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.